everyone, and welcome to Spiel Chicago, the podcast exploring feminist work in Chicago theater. Right now, it's summer, um, and I am in the middle of programming and recording season two, and I'm already crazy excited about the people I'll be getting to know and interview. But in the meantime, I am re-releasing a few episodes from season one. Uh, this happens to be one of my absolute favorites from last year, and it leads perfectly into an upcoming episode in season two. Uh, when I spoke with actor Avi Roquet, they talked about what it's like to work as a gender-neutral actor in Chicago. And so for season two, Avi is coming back to be a guest host uh, for a conversation with three other trans artists to delve deeper into their work and their perspective and their experiences. And who knows what else? I don't. Uh, I'm really excited and I think it's going to be great. Um, anyway, here's my conversation with Avi from season one. Enjoy. All right. Well, Avi Roque, thank you so much for being with me today. No problem. Happy to be here. Yeah. Yay. So I saw you in the Jade's production of um, An Almanac for Farmers and Lovers in Mexico, mm -hmm. which was so much fun. So good. I'm happy you enjoyed it. That's I did. Great. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Did you like, uh, well, how was, how was your experience in the production? Well, I mean, I think the first thing to kind of talk about is my, how I got involved with the project. Someone contacted me and said, why don't you submit your info and then you can go ahead and audition. So uh, they, the Jades replied back and said, great, come on in. We'd love for you to read for the character of Pelé and then San Cristobal. Now, Pelé's character is written a male-identified character. Mm -hmm. And then San Cristobal was written, I believe, uh, male or third gender Cool. No. So you so you came in and they just fell in love with you. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah, kind of. I, I gave them what they were looking for. Let's mm -hmm. put it that way. I felt like I presented something and gave something that they were like, this is what we need. This is this is a good fit. Do you have a dance a... background? Mm, it's funny. So I grew up watching dance because my sister um, started dance when she was three years old and like I felt like I was always kind of in that community in that environment going into dance competitions with her and stuff like that but I was always very kind of weary of like tapping into that or doing it I was a very shy child mm. um introvert introvert uh, but yeah. the being on stage or the dancing I think I don't it, it probably started as first this like idea of I think probably if we're going to get a little more like deeper into things, Let's it was ballet, it. ballet specifically. And it was this thing of like having to put on like these pink tights and this leotard and put your hair in a bun. And that just wasn't like, was not appealing to me. Um, but I tried it, but I, I definitely threw a fit when my mom tried to like be like, we're doing this, just try it. But I, I couldn't go through with it. <laughs> and she respected that. She was like, okay, fine. So they put me in karate. That's another story. But right, I, I, I studied right. martial arts. Because um, watching you, I was like, I would have guessed that you had a dance background from the sure. way that the you moving, move. right? Mm -hmm. Because growing up, it was a lot of like words were, were difficult for me to, to find, to try to communicate, to try to express what I was feeling inside so I felt like I had a lot of outward modes of expression to help me feel like this is what I'm feeling. I feel like I've had quite the journey in general just from being a youth mm -hmm. <laughs> and or a child and experiencing things dealing with sexuality. Um, and then I think things about gender kind of got brushed under the rug and then growing up into this adult and then like feeling like things 
I had to behave a certain way because of what I was given. And I'm specifically talking about gender, that I was assigned a gender and therefore had to play into that and Mm -hmm. go ahead and live that until it got to the point of like me being in Chicago and then and getting more um, immersed in the queer scene here. um, That helped starting to to (laughs) open more doors for me to stop and like check in with myself and be like hold on like who am I what am I doing (laughs) wait a second these are things I've felt for a very long time and so I would say yes I I would say there is some there has been some sort of transition that has happened so I came here with um a different name than I go by now um I was female identified using female pronouns and commercially I was able to have more opportunities that way. Mm. Um, also, I identify as like Latinx, but like if we're going to gender it, Latina, um, then, not now, I, w- I would say I'm Latinx of Latin American descent. And um, yeah, so that that was giving me more opportunities and roles. And I would have conversations with my agent too that would be like, well, you know, like it's the idea of like buying into something in order to make and wanted to book the work and to like was that challenging when you decided like I'm no longer like I don't identify this way I don't want to present mm-hmm. this way did you had to give give up work yes it, there were steps yeah at first it was me trying to push the boundaries of like okay how queer can I look now how like butch femme can I look now how androgynous can I look now and then it's gotten to this point of like, no, I just need to like stop doing this for other people. Mm-hmm. And I need to like start making decisions for myself. And that has been the big break, I think, this year for me has been like, I can't, I can't be making decisions because other people or work or money or anything like that. Like, this is a matter of my my self-esteem, my confidence and my happiness at stake, you know? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, but it, it was hard. And again, the agent talk was like, well, if you cut your hair, you know, and you get, get a shorter style, like you're going to limit your work. Like, do you want to do that? So it was like, that, yeah. And hearing that, I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So for a long time, I've, I've always been conforming. I've always been like, com- like saying, yes, you're right. Okay. And it got to the point where I was like, no, I can't. I yeah. can't. I'm sorry. Like, not I'm sorry. I just, I'm choosing not to do that anymore. I don't need to do that. So, yeah, but, but here I am now. And um, I feel so much better, even though the, it's, it's, it's so silly. It's not silly, but like they always say you want to walk in and you want to present your most authentic self like be yourself right when you walk into an audition room but that was my challenge it was like I was always walking in never feeling like I was truly myself like yes maybe I booked things but like it just I don't know it's just weird it's like a weird thing because then people are like try to argue and be like well you're an actor just act like I remember my mom said that to me like one time was just like well you're an actor just act it but it's a matter of like self-respect and like dignity that I have for myself of like, what that's not what I want to do. And it's fighting against these, 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 <laughs> these things, there's the, the binary. It's fight now because I'm, I say, I, I make a list. It's like, okay, I, I identify under the trans umbrella. Let's say that. Mm-hmm. So then we have genderqueer, like gender non-conforming, gender non-binary, trans, right? And 
I use they, them, theirs. And it's just been a thing because I'm going to quote something from a show that someone else wrote, but just, I'm like, there's no model for a non-binary person yet. Yes, I'm happier because I'm starting to take ownership of myself, but at the same time, there's a lot of resistance, um, if for, but mainstream-wise, like commercially in TV film. So you were saying that's how it's affected your um, commercial work. What have you yes. found the impact to be on the more sort of experimental, theatrical, mm -hmm. devised, like mm -hmm. your career in that direction? I think people are starting to like be like, ah, yes, more open-minded, more like willing to go ahead and like uh, have this, I'm doing quotation mark, diverse casting, mm -hmm. um, this more open to like anybody, any identif identification <laughs> um, in terms of gender. I, I do see it opening up more there in theater. Like now I'm, I've, I've had an opportunity to go in for male identified roles, which is really cool. And I'm actually like, I'd, much, I'd much rather go in to audition for a male identified role now actually rather than like a female identified role. But then at the same time, it's like there's not many trans roles or non-binary roles that exist. Um, but I think they're starting to like, again, it's it starts in the people starting to write these stories. But then we come to the the point of like, okay, but like who's writing these stories? Like we also have to look at that too because I don't know, it's a big conversation I think in general that's happening I don't know regionally, but I know in Chicago, there's been heavy conversations around like casting mm -hmm. and like stories that we're telling and like who's writing these stories, who's telling these stories, who's a part of the process of getting this story compiled. And then what bodies are we putting on stage to tell the story? How do you feel that people respond to that? Like if you go in for a male identified role, are they like, great, good. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been met with mm -hmm. any resistance? Mm -hmm. I mean, the actor brain in me when I don't get cast is probably mm -hmm. like, oh, it's probably because of because of that, mm -hmm. isn't it? You know, but I, I can't I can't dwell on that. And you can't like think sure. that that's a reason. Um, but you I don't know. It's hard. It's hard because I don't know what people on that casting side are, mm -hmm. what they're thinking, and if they're if they have an idea of what something should look like and what something should be. But the fact that I'm there in the first place is a step, right? The mm -hmm. fact that they're open to being like, "Yeah, come on in." You're trailblazing. You know? Yeah, I am. You but, said there's no model, but like you're becoming the model. You, you, you know, even if you don't. There you that, go. Like, there are people that there are watching you, you. There you go. They're like, oh, I could be like that. There you go. Mm -hmm. That's and that's a big responsibility to yeah. to be. Uh, yeah, I've, I've used this word like to be a pioneer, like the forefront of this movement. Like, essentially, is what it is. And but that's the thing is like I also just want to like ex just be sometimes. And I and you may have heard this, but it's just it it can get exhausting with the, the constant like the education having to be the person that's like you know educating or setting the tone or speaking up or correcting um but at the same time it does feel like this responsibility too same time it's like I I want to do it and I want to do as much as I can and as much as I can give and and that's the thing is just why self-care is very important is like I can only 
I have to make sure that like I have something to give, like, which is why like if I'm not taking care of myself, then and I'm trying to like give, give, give too much back. Like it's just gonna be like you have nothing in you to give because mm-hmm. you're not taking care of yourself. But yeah, it's all I'm I'm definitely learning every day how to how to exist. right to say that you are going to be involved in men on boats i I am it's are you so excited first rehearsal is this friday will davis i'm just so excited to work with him yeah so did you meet him oh yes i've i've (laughs) met him i've met him a few times um and i've had some pretty awesome conversations with him and i i'm again very excited and the cast itself is just the great energy we, we had a read through already as a cast and again it was just i always say this the energy in the room is just fantastic you know so it's gonna be it's gonna be hard work though you know build, building the show and and I'm what kind of excited. what kind of stuff is coming what do you mean it's gonna be like hard work well so it's it's about um all these men on boats <laughs> i mean good. to say the least he does what it says on the um, label but uh i think there it's very bare bones in terms of like creating some of these very like physical moments you know so like how do we create that with our bodies and how do we create that using other elements how do we how do we build the world you know and there's lots of people in the cast big cast you know so yeah. there's different energies and personalities and ways mm-hmm. of working mm-hmm. so it's just going to kind of be like hit the ground running we're just got to be ready and prepared open and willing that sounds super yeah. exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sid Germain got cast in that role, and but like that was a moment where I met another actor who was like, "Yeah, my pronouns are they, them, theirs," and like they had reached out to me about a, a list, a group that someone was trying, uh, I think Malik White was trying to organize, like to get trans actors in a group together to meet. Um, I think originally it started as just like a meetup. Hey, we're here, like, let's, let's, let's grab a bite to eat somewhere and we can chat and stuff like that and hang out. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's still more people I don't know. <laughs> um, but it's nice to know that a community is forming and a community is, exists which is why we start to have this uh, this debate or this argument or or this this hunger to be like if you're going to tell a trans story uh, make sure someone is present if if you're not I mean I, I mean one you know cast a trans person to tell mm-hmm. that story cuz the trans actors exist uh, or like in the process make sure that like someone like advisor an, an advisor yes that's a, that's that's one word yes to like make a co- sure yeah. that it's like it's right not says people like making things up exactly exactly right there was this trans inclusion like panel thing that happened last night the good oh man hosted it keaton wooden you know keaton the reason i met keaton was because he did that transibility of albert cashier um which was this new musical that he partnered up with some amazing peeps uh and got to do a little workshop for the Chicago Musical Theater Festival that happened. And 
So I got to be on the panel with some other people from Transformation. Um, Will Davis was on the panel and uh, Lisa Portes was on the panel who directed Transit and American Blues Theater. American Blues Theater did um, Dutchman and then a new play called Transit, uh, which featured a black trans woman. Um, featured as in the actor wasn't a black trans woman, um, which is where our conversation of trans inclusion and casting started actually. Actually, Delia was on the panel and uh, Andrew Volkoff, the artistic director of About Face Theater who directed I Am My Own Wife. But anyways, so it was just this large panel of people was that going exciting? down. It was, but it was, it felt so much of like, this is only like step one. This is only like part A or like even like, not even like a subpart. Yeah. <laughs> like it felt like everybody had a lot to say on the panel like people have like like a lot of feelings and and which is great because we want to learn from personal experience and narratives right i think we didn't have enough time to get to the like concrete implementing and actually do do what we're asking which is more inclusion but then i brought up i was like yes we can talk about this trans thing but like we also can't look at like marginalized groups of people without talking about like race as well and and racism and so like again that's what I was like we only had these like bits of like getting things like out the there stuff. the basic things out there but like to delve in deeper it's like we we need to continue having these conversations Um, I, I, and I, I'm probably going to just speak from a, like a personal place because it's where, it's where I'm at. I think for me, like I, I experience a lot of frustrations with getting misgendered as, um, I often get read as a female. So it's a she and miss and ma'am and lady. And at first it was like, I'm so angry and like, uh, like I'll get very angry about it, but that's that's the tough thing of like I'm trying to shift and change people's belief systems but I can't get mad at someone for like believing in something that's you know we've all been kind of taught and you have the burden of being the person right which comes right which comes idea. with frustrations absolutely but what I've what I'm trying to say is that like I'm learning patience is important even though it, yes sometimes it's frustrating and hurtful I just feel like there's just still so much more I want to say. It's just hard to like think about everything, but I'm asking lot. you to like make a sound bite yeah. <laughs> about a really complex. Right. Thing. Exactly. And no, and that's, that's difficult. And that's the other thing is like, this is the first time I think in my life, in my career, in my life, actually, no, in my life that people are starting to want to talk to me. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like people want to invite me in to learn about who I am for so long it's like I I've always felt like kind of like an other and a failure and like not you know not being right I think that word performing is a very true thing to me in my life is that I felt like I've just perf been performing something for so long now when it's like I'm starting to like actually be myself people are like oh <laughs> hey who are you Hi. So I think being patient with yourself is a very important thing. Mm -hmm.
Nailed I don't it. know. Got it. <laughs> I don't know. That was perfect. <laughs> this is awful. This is this is torture. Anyway, yeah. I think we've solved all of the problems oh, here today. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, but thank you so, so much You're for coming welcome. on. This has been so much fun. I'm really excited to see you in Men on Boats. Yes, it'll be beautiful. Great. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Avi for coming on and talking with me. Um, if you liked what you heard and you want to hear more from Avi, you can check out our season two episode, which will be a trans panel with three other trans actors talking about their experiences in Chicago theater. It's going to be super interesting, and that'll be out in the fall. In the meantime, you can find Spill Chicago on Facebook and on Twitter for more cool feminist content uh, and theater nerdy goodness. And if you have any questions, comments, or rants, you can always email spielchicago at gmail.com. Thanks, and see you at the theater.